appreciate that. Um, we're getting ready to hear the word for the hour. Man, when I get ready to hear the man of God and whatever God has given him for this hour, come on, stand to your feet. Introduce to some and present to others. Elder Larry Bean. Amen. Glory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise Him. Praise the Lord again. Glory to Jesus. Just thank and praise God for all that has transpired today. All the accolades that went up. Amen. I still was waiting to hear that song from Lamont, but I guess I'm going to have to wait another day. Amen. Amen. Just thanking, praising God for everybody that's in the house on today. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. And he said for us to rejoice. Rejoice. And be glad in it. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The day ain't over with yet. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Woo. All right. Thank you and praising God for the fellowship on yesterday. Coco missed it as a thought. <laughs> Amen. Somebody should have took a picture of the plate and brought it to her this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Just thank and praise God for what he's doing in your life as well as in mine. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. We're still in the body of Christ. Yes. Let us flourish in the body of Christ as God had intended on us doing. He didn't call us to be still. Amen. He called us to go forward. Go forward. Amen. So let's go forth in Christ Jesus. Go Amen. higher. Higher low. I'm going to try not to be before you long. But I can't say how long. So if you would please go to the book of Samuel, 1st Samuel, first lady going to read the scripture verses 1 through 11. What chapter? Chapter 1, 1st Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Amen. When y'all have found it, say praise the Lord. First Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Let's read, please. Verse 1. Now there was a certain man, a Rathiam Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jerohim, the son of Edehu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and of Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, the name of the other, Penina. 
And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten at Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Verse 11, and she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. It's the reading of God's word. Amen. Bow your heads all over the house, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of we Jesus. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for your word on this morning. Now, Lord God, we pray that you anoint your word, Lord. Now, oh God, in the name of Jesus, now, let thy anointing be in the house. Now, God, you speak, oh God, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, let the Holy Ghost of God uh, have free course in this place. Uh, let the Holy Ghost, Lord, uh, ride through here, God, this morning. Uh, give us, Lord God, ears to hear uh, and a heart to receive. Uh, bless each and every one this morning, Lord, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, let your anointing, Lord, uh, destroy yokes, Lord. Uh, Cause healing to take place. Uh, send deliverance in the house, dear God. Uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Uh, let everybody say amen. You may be seated. Subject for this morning. God is looking for you, man. God is looking for you, man. Since the beginning of the book of Genesis, God has always looked for the man that he created. Most of the time, man was always hiding or missing in action. God searched for Adam in the midst of the garden, 
although he already knew that Adam was hiding. When God can't find you on the stable ground where he has placed you, he already know that you got a problem in your flesh. Come on, somebody. Man, you can't hide from God because of your fears, because God already knows your abilities, and he already knows your location. Woman, don't you uh, let this subject huh, make you feel some kind of way. Huh, because it was your job huh, by divine order huh, to produce the man that God was looking for. Huh. Come on, somebody. Huh, in the fall of Adam and Eve, huh, in obtaining the knowledge of good and evil, huh, God let them experience huh, the good and evil in the birth of their two children. Huh, when Cain rose up huh, and killed his brother Abel, huh, yet out of the family tree, huh, oh my God, huh, man, God still had a man. Huh, out of the family tree huh, came Enoch, huh, and Enoch was reported huh, that Enoch walked with God. Huh, Enoch was reported huh, that God was pleased with Enoch's walk with him. Huh? And the Bible said that Enoch was not found huh, because God took him. Huh? There's always so many great men huh, that was brought forth from the womb huh, to serve the living God. Huh? Noah, he started a new world. Huh? Somebody shout hallelujah. Huh? Abraham huh, was the father of many nations. Huh? And in Israel, huh, in Isaac, huh, will thou seeds be made. Huh? Oh my God, in Jacob, huh, the father of the twelve tribes of Israel. Huh? Joseph, huh, the preserver of the nation of Israel down in Egypt. Huh? Moses huh, was the deliverer of the nation of Israel huh, from Pharaoh and Egypt. Huh? Oh, David, huh, they said, was a man after God's own heart. Huh? The king of Israel, huh? a giant killer, huh? and the family lineage huh? of the king of kings huh? and the lord of lords. Huh? Joseph, huh? Uh, Joshua was a conqueror of Jer uh, Jericho huh? with the order of a shout, huh? and the walls came tumbling down. Huh? Elijah huh? was a man of God huh? that shut up the heavens. Huh? That it didn't rain for three years. God always had a man that he can put in charge. There was a man, there were many other men that answered the call of God. Elisha, Samson, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, the apostles and others. But there's one man that outstood them all. The greatest of them all was Jesus Christ, who came back from the Holy Ghost through the Virgin Mary to be Savior of the world, King of kings and Lord of lords, Almighty God and the Prince of Peace. Oh, my God. So, woman, you are the vehicle to birth this man of God huh, that God is looking for, huh, for. But you are not the one that God is making a strong stand in. Huh. He won't make his stand in a man huh, because he called man to be in charge. This question is still echoing from the beginning of time. Huh. Man, where are you? 
if it was Mother's Day, we would talk about some of the sincere women recorded that carried the weight of God. For God, when God had the absence of man, so we need to instill in our children that God is looking for them to make a difference in this generation. God is looking for them to step up and carry the word of God. God is looking for them to be a showcase in this generation. Come on, somebody. So, as guardians over God's heritage, we are responsible to bring them up in the ammunition of God's word. You don't know what God see in your children. You don't know what God got prepared for them. But what you need to do is teach them as much as you know about God. Come on, somebody. And then give them back to God for his service. We started giving our children to the world instead of giving them back to God. Come on, somebody. It's bad when the people of God Turn the heritage of God's children over to the world without regards to the call on their life and salvation. You go through life thinking it's all about you. But it ain't about you. It's about what God has entrusted in your hand. Amen. If you know God, you should want your children to know as much about God as you know about it. Men, if you are a saint of God, you should be grooming your sons and daughters for a move of God in their life. Because one day God going to make a call. Will they be ready? Will they be taught by you? Will you be responsible that they fail God? Proverbs 1 and 8 said, My son, hear the instruction of a father and, faith, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and a chain about thy neck. Proverbs 4 and 1 said, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake not my law. Man, God is looking for you, and calling you to leadership, and make a strong relationship with him. Many men and women turn to the world and refuse to retain God in their knowledge and in their thoughts and in their hearts. And God turned them over to a reprobated mind that they would believe a lie before they would believe the truth and be damned. This type of mindset filter down in their homes to their children and they become lost into the world society. Here in the text, it starts out with a woman named Hannah of a great sorrow because she was without child. Here Hannah is weeping over the thought of never giving birth to a man child. And here is a woman weeping over not having the children when the women of today's society is fine trying to find somebody to give theirs to. Come on, somebody. Leaving them on doorsteps. Abandoning them. Wish they had never had them. But you're going to be in trouble with God. Well, because you didn't take God's heritage. 
oh God, to your heart that you throwing away the heritage of God. So you supposed to take them children and send them back to God. Amen. Because they don't want them, they give them away. The family tree in the world today is messed up. It's messed up from the root up. Amen. But this woman, Hannah, I know it ain't Women's Day, but y'all better ride as long as you can ride. This woman, Hannah, her husband, Elkanah, had two wives. And Hannah was the one that he loved the most, but Hannah was the one that didn't have no children. But Hannah wanted children. And every year they would go up to Shiloh to worship and make sacrifices to the Lord. And when they went up to Shiloh, Hannah would always be full of sorrow because Penel always was poking at Hannah because she had children. You better watch how you poke at folks, because you don't know when God's going to cut you off. And when you get down in the book, you'll find out that when Hannah had children, Penel was never mentioned no more, nor were her children. Come on, somebody. When it was time to make the sacrifice, Elkanah gave his wife Peniel and her sons and daughters a portion. But Hannah, he gave her a double portion because he loved Hannah. But Hannah would not eat because she was very sorrowful. And Peniel asked Hannah, why are you sad and grieving to thy heart? Am I not better than ten sons? But Hannah was not moved by that because what Hannah wanted uh, was a man child. Amen. So while Hannah was praying, the Bible said that Hannah made a vow unto God. Oh God, look at thy handmaid, Lord, and remember me. And oh God, I pray today that you give me a man child, God. I make a vow today, God. Give him back to you, Lord, for the balance of his days. And oh my God, and the Bible says that Eli seen Hannah praying, that Eli thought that she was drunk. Eli saw her praying, but her mouth was moving, but wasn't nothing coming out. Ain't it good to know that God read the intent of your heart? God read the intent of Hannah's heart. And oh my God, she told Eli, I'm not no woman of Belial. I'm not drunk. I'm not a wicked woman, but I'm full of sorrow. Oh my God. And I prayed to God and told God what I need. And Eli told her, he said, girl, you go in the blessings of the Lord and make God fill out your petition. So Hannah, she rose up and she ate. And Hannah, they went back home. And the Bible said that Hannah knew her husband. And her husband knew Hannah. And later on, she conceived. And she had a man child. 
and had her remember what she had said. She when she when it was time to go back up for the sacrifice, she told her husband, El Canal, I'm not going back till I wean this child. And when I wean this child, I'm gonna take him back to the temple of God. So she stayed at home. She weaned her child, and then she took him back to the Lord. The Bible says she took three bullocks and a heap of bread. Oh, my God, and a bottle of wine. Let me tell you, that wine wasn't for the drinking, but it was for the seasoning of the meat. Just in case y'all think the hand changed. <laughs> My God, my God. So they made, she took a bullock and they made a sacrifice of him. And then she gave the child back to Eli. She said, Eli, please Eli, do you remember me? I'm the one that was crying out before you. I'm the one that was laid out. Oh my God. God filled my petition. He gave me this man child. And I'm giving him back to the Lord for the balance of his days. I forgot one, Sammy. The Bible said when he came forth up out of the womb, she named him Samuel. And I heard that it said, God have heard. My God, my God. So, my God, she took him back to the temple, and he remained at the temple. He didn't know God, because he was just a lad, but the Bible said he was growing. How was he growing? He was growing in the God. My God, my God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But that was the issue at the temple. That was an issue at Shiloh. That was Hawkins and Phoenix that didn't regard God, didn't know God, was sleeping with the women in the church to God got tired and he sent a man of God. See, when you God get tired of you, he gonna send you a message. When you won't hear God, God gonna send a man of God to you and gonna deliver you the message. And my God, that's when it all gonna start. So the prophet went to Eli. He said, Eli, my God, did not God deliver you out of Egypt? Did not God appoint you to the priesthood? Did not God tell you that you was going to be a priest under him and your house forever? But you let your sons run rapid. You let your sons do what they wanted to do. You let your sons violate my temple. God told Eli, said, Eli, there won't be an old man come out of your house. He lied. I'm going to kill off your children. He lied. There won't be an old man left in your house when I get through. 
so Sammy is still growing. And oh my God, Eli, he's getting old. He was about 98. He's getting old and his eyes was getting dim. He had got fat off the sacrifices of the children of Israel. They took the best of the offering and kept it for themselves. My God, my God, when God sent him the message, then Samuel began to grow. And Samuel began to grow and he started hearing things. He heard somebody say, Samuel. So he rose and said, here I am. He went to Eli. Eli said, I didn't call you, son. Go back and lay down. So now he go lay down. And God called him again. Samuel. And he goes back, gets back up. I said, I hear you. He goes back to Eli and said, here I am. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. God called him a third time. He rose up and went back to Eli. And then Eli realized he must be hearing from God. Eli realized that he was growing. Eli realized he must be reaching the ears of maturity. So Eli told him, said, go lay down. And when you hear that voice again, just get up and say, Lord, speak it. Thy servant, listen. So when God got Samuel's attention, good God Almighty, he began to tell Samuel everything that he was going to do to Eli's house. He told him everything that the prophet, you know what, God ain't never got a new message when he gave the message. If he said one time, he mean the same thing the second time. So he told Samuel everything that he had told the prophet that he was going to do to Eli's house. And Lord have mercy. And the scripture said, when God start a thing, God ends a thing. Lord have mercy. So God put this thing in action. Samuel was kind of scared to go to Eli because Eli was the priest. But Lord have mercy. Samuel got to the point that he knew that he couldn't let a word of God fall to the ground. So he had to go and tell Eli just what God had said. And Eli made the statement, whatever is good for God to do, let God do it. Oh my God. So God put a plan in action. You got to make sure, man, you're in the right place when God put a plan in action. You got to make sure that you're on the Lord's side when God get the moving. You got to make sure you don't let none of the word of God drop to the ground. Whatever God said to you, you better take it to heart. So now, my God, my God, now here the children of Israel about to go into battle. Here the children of Israel getting ready to go into a fight with the Philistines. And the Bible said they went to war. And on that day, it was about 4,000 that failed. 
my God, the children of Israel gathered themselves up, ran back to the camp to lick their wounds. And then they got the reasoning within themselves. They said the reason we lost this battle because we didn't have the Ark of the Covenant. The reason we lost this battle because the Ark of the Covenant is in Shiloh. So they sent to Shiloh to get the covenant. But Lord, look at God working. See, God got a hand in this thing. So guess what? The ones that was keeping the, the Ark of the Covenant of God were Hawkins and Phineah. However his name is, they was keeping the, the, the Ark of the Covenant of God. So they brought the Covenant of God from Shiloh to the camp. And everybody in the camp got to shouting. The Bible said there was such a great shout that the ground was shaking. And then the Philistines, they got scared and were wondering what was going on in the camp. And oh my God, the captain of the Philistines told him, said, quit you like men. Stop being scared and get ready to fight. And oh my God, now here Israel going back out to fight again. And they went out this time and they lost four thousand. No, they lost 30,000 folks. They went from losing 4,000 to 30,000. My God, my God. When God put a plan in action, huh? you got to understand that God, ain't, God is not fearful of losing you. God got a replacement for you. If you don't stay on God's side, that is a replacement. If God didn't mind losing the children of Israel, he don't mind losing you too. He'll make a point, oh God, out of your family. If you don't mind the things of God, you say you belong to God. Don't let God make an example out of you. So God have mercy. So there was one man that got away out of the battle. He was full of mud. Had mud in his head. Evidently he was low crawling. Trying to get past the enemies. He went back to Eli. They said he found Eli. Sitting on a seat by the wayside. Eli heard the commotion that went on. And Eli told him. said, Tell me what went on. I got bad news for you Eli. There was about 30,000 that fell at the hand of the Philistines. And two of your sons were there. And both of them is dead. The man had already told him. The man of God told him. Your two sons, they're going to die the same day. Lord have mercy. So they died in the battle. And the Bible says that Eli, he fell backwards and broke his neck because he was heavy been eating up all the sacrifice of the children of Israel and got himself fat Lord have mercy but God had the last say so oh my God God still stepped to his word there won't be an old man that come out of your house and oh God and the Bible tells me Sammy that Phineas his wife had was with child and when she heard that her father-in-law and her husband had died that she went into labor and when she went into labor 
she was having a child and the midwife that was with her when the child came forth she told her he said she said you got a son but she couldn't hear her she couldn't hear her because she died oh my god look at god and the woman the midwife told us said i tell you I'm going to give this child a name, Ichabod, because the Lord glory has departed. God glory left. You don't want the glory of God to leave and God write Ichabod over your house. Come on, somebody. So God stuck to his word. God kept his word. Oh, my God. But guess what? He was still looking for a man, James. He was still looking for somebody to carry on. He still was looking for the Lord. Oh, my God. And they tell me the millionites start swarming the land like grasshoppers. They brought their cattle. They brought their camels. They brought everything that they own. And oh, my God. Man, God's still looking for you. Just like he was looking in. He's looking for you now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Gideon was hiding. Like most of the time we do. We hide from God. God called you, but you want to hide. God set a seal to you, but you want to hide. God got a calling on you, but you want to hide. Gideon was hiding behind the wine press. And God sent an angel. Oh my God. And he found Gideon hiding behind the wine press. He said to Gideon, Thou great man, thou man of valiant, thou great man of God. He looked around trying to find out who God was talking about. Then he said, If this be so, why is it that the Midianites took over the land of Israel? Why is it? Oh my God, there's so much stuff is happening to us. You got to check the record and find out what you're doing to displease God. God said, I brought y'all out of the land of Egypt. I gave you this land, but you still didn't obey me. And now you want to know why the Midianites is coming to land. You want to know why the Midianites is taking over because of thy disobedience. But Gideon, I'm going to deliver them today. Gideon, I'm going to use you to deliver the children of Israel. Gideon, I'm going to use you and you're going to destroy the Midianites. Gideon's out of me. Me, Lord. He said, well, Lord, if this is so, that fleet that's on the ground, I need you, Lord, to put dew on the fleet, but nothing else around the fleet. Let it be dry. So God did what Gideon said. Guess what? It ain't many times you find God to negotiate with you. But guess what? If God got a plan for you, and if God negotiate with you, man, you left with
not an excuse. So then Gideon said, Lord, don't get mad with me. I need you to do one more thing. Make the dew, Lord, be on the ground and the fleet be dry. And God did what he said. And oh my God, now God said, now it's time for you to get up, Gideon. I need you to get the people of Israel and meet me that we can, you're going to win this war. He came, he came with plenty of folks. He had all folks from the tribes. And God told him, you got too many. I need what you to do. Watch this one, man. I need you to tell the fearful to get their grocery, get their bags, and go back home. The Bible said that it was 22,000 that went back home. And God told Gideon, you still got too many. Oh, my Lord. So what God do? God got the filter and thumb. He said, take them down to the waters. And then I'm going to do the separating myself. Sometimes we take too long to get the job done. And God has to step in and do it himself. So he told them, say, you go down now. And all of them that lap like a dog, all them that put the water in their hand and lap it, I want you to set them to one side. All them that bend down on their knees that is cute. All them, can I paraphrase it? All y'all that want to suck your water through a straw. He said, I want you to put them to the other side. And Lord have mercy. When he got through doing the separating, James, it was 300 that lapped law water like a dog. It was 7,000 and something that was cute. God said, send them home. <laughs> God said, I'm going to take them 300. You got to remember that the grounds were full of the Midianites like they was grasshoppers. God said, I'm going to take them 300 and I'm going to win this war. I want you to divide them up in three parts. 100 apiece on every side. And I want them to take a lantern. I want them to take a trumpet. And oh my God. And when I tell you to do as I said do, that's what you do. And a lot of times, Pastor, that's where the problem come is in instructions. Nobody want to follow the instructions that God gives. So he told them, I want you to take the lantern, oh my God, and the light, and the trumpet. And when I sound the trumpet, and I break the glass, and said, Gideon, is the sword of Gideon is here, and y'all follow suit. And so what they did, they sound the trumpet, they broke the glass, they waved the lantern, my God, and the Midianites start killing themselves, running into each other, cause they were surrounded. All they can see in the dark was the lanterns being waved, the glass being broken, the trumpet being sound. Come on, somebody. Get the fear out of you. Do what God said do. Make your best stand, man. Huh? 
God wants you to make your best stand. Come on now. When you make your best stand, God going to do the rest. Huh? It's supposed to be some powerful stuff coming out of the men. Come on now. The power of God supposed to be moving in the lives of the men. Come on now. Stop sleeping on God. God get to talking, y'all get to yawning. Come on now. God brought you to come forth in his likeness and in his image. And the image of God is power. Huh? Come on now. God is power. Let us stop working in weakness and start working in the power of God. Come on now. Jesus. God want to do something. He ain't got to go around the world to do it. He can do it right here at Mercy Ministry. Come on now. Make yourself available, man. God looking for you. Where are you? I leave you in the hands of the pastor. The men. Where are you? Where are you in your relationship with God? Where are you in the will of God? It's all about you and God. Amen. See, for the most part, everyone's already have their armor. Do anybody need prayer for any reason? <laughs> 